Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Good morning. Izzy Kempe for breakfast, SCNZ, just after 6 o'clock. It's Tuesday, 14th of March. I made my way back south, back to the promised land, back to where the Black Caps got it done yesterday afternoon. What a result for our Black Caps. And the final over, and the final ball getting the result against Sri Lanka. We'll be talking about that throughout the show, no doubt. But it was a big... Big day yesterday and a big good morning to you, Mr. Tony Kemp. How you doing, Kempe? Good morning, morning, brother, yeah. Mate, you get around, eh? Selling too good. Travelling all over the Mutu. And uh, one day you're here, the next minute you're down there in Ototahi. Talking about that uh, cricket win. Seriously, how much would the TAB have on it if you were to choose it to be one in the last ball again? You know what I mean? What about that as a multi? Last ball win, last ball win. And um, the way that the Black Caps did it yesterday, another, man, that's a hard watch. Watching them go to that all the way to the end, the swing and a miss and a a, a chase down, I guess, of the um, the wicket from Kane Williamson down one end. And, oh, yeah, man. That's, oh, so, look, so such a, I guess, a, a good win for the Black Caps. They, they dug in. It didn't even look like it was going to get off, did it, until it kicked off at half past three. And then to chase that run rate down and get it done on the last ball again. Well done, boys. Mate, they put everyone back in their place. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a wonderful result, Kempe. It was a, such a good result for, for New Zealand cricket. And their confidence, uh, obviously, evening up the ledger against the English for a drawn series. And now they head to the base and reserve to hopefully win a series. They can't lose it, but they're hoping to win the series. Yep, before we touch on that... Even more, I just want to talk about my day. You brought up Selwyn too good. Well, yesterday I was lucky enough to head to Selwyn College. I was doing some work um, around the schools, around the colleges, and uh, oh, last year I did that Voices of Hope uh, mental health campaign, and they asked me if I was able to cruise around to a couple of schools and, and do some mental health chats. So yesterday I started at Whangaparoa College, and then we went to Mount Albert Grandma, and then we finished off at Selwyn College. And Man, it was such a good day. Such a good day. Just being able to to give back, talk about my journey, about my story, and you know what I've been going through lately with with my mental health. And man, it's it's amazing the impact you can have on these on these young kids. Like that's where it all starts, Kimpy. Mm. The young kids, you know, that they go through so much more probably that we went through because of the influence of social media these days. Is a prevalent. Is so prevalent in the community and everyone, and social media bullying, bullying 
as one of the leading cause to mental health issues in schools. So it was great to get out there and uh, share my story, be vulnerable, show some vulnerabilities, and um, yeah, some great questions coming from the kids and uh, just just a little bit of giving back to the community. So I'll be doing more on Wednesday and down here in Christchurch. I'm heading to Rangiora College, Christchurch Boys High, and uh, another college for another three schools. And then hopefully... I'm going to make it back to my hometown, Hawke's Bay, get back and uh, catch up with a couple of schools there. So it was a very productive day. Long day, Kempi. Long, in fact, <clears throat> that I was too bloody busy. I couldn't watch any of the cricket. And when that result happened, I was actually on the flight back to, to Auto Tahi Christchurch. But, um, mate, what a day. Good on you. Day for Kiwi cricket. Yeah, and good, good on you too, mate. Cup, you know, fill your cup, giving back to... Uh, you know, I guess all those kids with aspirations and dreams like we once had when we were sitting in a, in a college hall, you know, listening to, to the greats, which you are, Izzy. So, um, yeah, mate, take my hat off to you for, for being able to get there in that vulnerable space and, and give back to these kids because you're dead right. They're, they're in a different... The innocence is taken from our children these days because of the introduction of social media, you know. Um, there's a couple of great songs by some New Zealand bands out at the moment. Um, that talk about that, you know, like let our kids be kids and and don't let them be be sucked up by this world of um, I, re- I call it confusion because they get given so much information so early. We never ever got mm. given that, you know what I mean? Nah. The closest thing we knew to a telephone was in my in my town a three minute K down to the red box was six cents, you know. And you had to throw that in the telephone box to ring anyone who probably only lived a K away. It would have been quicker to run to their house and talk to them than go down and use a telephone box at the post office. So these days they got the information at the at the tip of their fingers and some of it isn't good and it takes away their innocence. And but for you to stand up there and talk about your trials and tribulations and, and what kids have to deal with today, they can quickly... One of the other things I know about kids too, mate, is they put it together really quickly, you know. Mm. Where we had to think about things back in my day, kids now like I was, I'd never I'd never forget looking down at um, my girls. You know they're doing things and and they've got like a mobile phone that they're talking to someone on. They're watching a um, a Netflix program and they're doing art at the same time. Mm. You know, mate, I had I had problem adding doing my mess, let alone think about two other things at the same time. So. Good on you, mate. Getting out there, it's uh, you know your time to fill your cup, and just as just as healthy for you to do that too, is he? So well done. Yeah, the wife said, messaged me. I said, oh, I've got a big day today, blah blah. And she said, she said four words back, time to give back. Yeah, and uh, that's what I was hopefully hopefully doing yesterday. And it actually really hit me how much hurt there is, how much mamae there is, is in the in these kids at school. You know, I had a good chat and then posted this young kid come up to me and he just wanted to ask me a few questions. He wants to continue on in his rugby journey and, and just wants to, he was asking me questions about recovery and, you know, what he should be doing to, and one of his first questions, look, um, I, w- I want to, you know, how do I work on my skills in training to make ensure that they come off in the game? I said, mate, there's only one way you can do that. You have to train under pressure. You have to put yourself under so much pressure in training. So when you get to the game, it is easy. I said to him, mate, when I was training, trainings were harder than the games. Way harder. The more pressure you put yourself under in training, those situation scenarios will come up in the games and you'll be like ready for it. So it won't hit you and you won't be get all gold blank and, and feel like you, you can't achieve it because you've done it in training. And then afterwards, I had a chat to him. I said, look, um, how are you feeling? And he was like, oh, I'm lonely. I said, oh. I didn't expect that to come on. And he goes, oh, lonely. And I said, yeah. I said, well, why's that? And he goes, oh, I just 
feel left out and you know like um you know, it's pretty hard to to find friends and and blah blah, blah. And, and I was just sitting there absolutely gobsmacked and I was like oh my how do I do this how do I do this and he says hey um if you come up to Auckland do you reckon we could catch up and and you know just just have a catch up and a coffee or, or, or just go do some training and and I was like yeah of course man of course <laughs> and then I was like I was like yeah sweet as I was like yeah bro um Follow me on Insta, I'll follow you back and, and I'll, I'll keep in touch and blah, blah. And I said, oh, get out your Insta, bro, give me a follow. And he goes, oh, I don't really use Insta, eh? It's, it's not good for Instagram is what I'm talking about, Instagram. It's not really good for my mental health. And it got me thinking, I was thinking, why do we put our kids through this with social media? Mm. You know, like it's, you got the cool kids that are cool on social media, but then you've got these other kids on the, on the flip side who are absolutely struggling with it. And they're probably struggling because... You know, it's, it all comes back to how many followers you got. You know, if you've got a thousand followers and the other person's got fifty, you're not seen as being cool. And it actually just had a had a had a string with me and thinking I've got kids. You know, I don't want to put my kids through this. Like, and it's hard for me to say this because a lot a lot of our life is on social media. And I'm just starting to question if if I want my kids to go down that track and and be like that, knowing that how much impact it has for a simple fact. You don't have any followers. Yeah. You know? And yeah. this kid's saying to me he's lonely. I was like, as a father, hurt, it hurt Kempe, you know? Oh, yeah, that's a that's bloody sad, mate. And that, I guess the courage that that kid had to come out and, and feel comfortable in that space to say that to you too is, you know, like, it's, mm. uh, 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 you know, that's, that's a tool that you've been given, you know, to allow those, those, those kids to talk. And that's the most important thing about it is that although the social media opens up the world for our kids, this is my experience with it. You know, I've got growing up kids and I've got a 15-year-old girl. My experience with, with social media is that it does shut them down. You know, they live, in a, they live in two different worlds. One is online and one is the real world. And, you know, you go to school these days and, and we're not moving as fast as social media is moving. So we should be doing things like um, socialising, like having classes like how to socialise. You know what I mean? How to how to make friends and influence people. Remember the old Dale Carnegie book? You know, if you want to get a book for a kid, get him that book. How to win friends and influence people. Because that's a, that's a good book on just how to socialise. And unfortunately for social media, it makes you unsociable. So mm, um, we, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Every parent listening this morning will be thinking the same thing. How do we deal with that? Look, I don't have the answers because I think... Social media is a part of our life, but one thing we can do is we got to keep keep it real and have those conversations, um, and allow the, allow our kids to continue to be able to open up and and have those conversations back because it is a two way thing. We can't just shut it down. You know, I I was brought up in the era of do as I say, not as I do. Um, you listen, mm. you don't talk, and then it's changed now to I, I think so much so that. Actually, they're telling us to listen, and we don't talk. You know, so we've got to find a balance. And your, I guess, you with your kids at their age is that's where the balance is coming in through your um, generation and your children's generation. So, one of the one of the good things is, is you're out there talking, um, mate. I know this for a fact. It's uh, going to affect many, many lives. And and just keep doing it, like Daisy said to you when she sent you that text. It's your time to give back. So well done, brother. Yeah, cheers, brother. It was a good day, good day. And uh, if you're out there and you're listening, mum and dad, just please be present if you can as much as possible. It's something I'm trying to come to grips with as well. When the kids are there, put the phone down, listen, play, and, and be there for your young ones because they grow up real quick and they'll be like me and they'll leave home and, 
and be too cool until they grow up and become mature. We're still trying to find that maturity. Anyway, double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven on the Kennards Hire phone line. We have another pair of the all new ZG twenty three Ranger golf shoes from Adidas. Get in touch with us. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven, and let us know what is the biggest sporting lie. There's plenty friends out there that have lied through their teeth. That you've ever heard or ever told. One amateur player of an Aussie shot back to back 59s, which is all, which almost sounds too unlikely to believe. So we want to know if you've heard such a tale, which you're almost certain is a lie. We've all got those friends that will come back and say, "Mate, I caught an absolute mammoth fish. It was about a 40 pounder. Camera was away, my phone was flat, but I had to put it back." <laughs> you know, like, we've all got those friends. Come on, come through and let us know. The, the one that hits me, the one that I see that is the funniest or the most un- incredible lie will win those ZG23 golf shoes. They are lightweight and they have zero compromise. How good. Let us know, double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero. Let Kempi, I can see you. I can see you telling a few fibs in your time. <laughs> Oh, just ask me. Um, (laughs) Nah, mate, never. Never. That's probably the biggest one. I think it's a competitive nature of... of of especially males is that they've always got to have one better. You know, you're stuck in those stories and you go, yeah, mate, I remember when I did this and I did that, and then the and the straight comeback is, oh, mate, got the same story, but I did, and it was one better. <laughs> it's always yeah. one better. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, Who's that? I'm not, Al? Is that I'm, Al? I'm not going to say. <laughs> nah, not Al. Not Al. But anyway, this um, yeah, that's a that's a great question for today to get those ZG23s. I'll tell you what, there's plenty out there. There's plenty on the golf course. You know, that one mm. shot back-to-back 59s. Yeah, okay. That's like, okay, what's your name? John Rahm? 